Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am chatting with Emma Vaughn, who had a wishes wedding at the Grand Floridian last fall, and I wanted to share the story of her day with you. So welcome, Emma. Hi, Carrie. It's great to have you here. I'm so glad you could be here all the way from the UK. I mean, you're not physically here in Los Angeles, but you are here on the interwebs. Thank you for having me. That's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, right off the bat, what made you guys decide on a Disney wedding, especially since it's kind of a long way for you to go from England? Yeah, so we're both big Disney fans and we love Walt Disney World. Uh, we got engaged there back in May 2011, uh, watching Wishes on the Polly Beach. And the next day we were lucky enough to be shown inside the wedding pavilion and we just fell in love. We knew it was perfect for us. Oh, that's wonderful. Do you go to Walt Disney World a lot? So we have been twice every year for the last three years. We're oh, lucky. wow. That's more than a lot of people who live in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you decide on a wishes event? Um, originally, we thought that we would have an escape, but we were very lucky that we had um, more than the minimum number of guests say that they'd like to join us. So with 26 guests, we had to go for wishes. But we were glad because it meant that we got to come over for a tasting session. Oh, that's great. Oh, cool. So you came all the way over from the UK for your tasting session. That's very cool. Yes, that was good. We came over for just a week in March last year. No part day, so that was kind of hard. <laughs> oh, interesting. So because you wanted to wait to activate the free annual passes or? So we haven't actually activated them yet because we get to use the the offers that Disney UK do for the free dining plan. So we use that for our honeymoon. So our annual passes will be activated when we go in April. Oh, that's great. Okay, that worked out well for you guys. So now, okay, you guys come over to the U.S. a lot, but what did your friends and family say when they found out you were getting married in Florida? I think they were a bit surprised at first, but as soon as they got into planning their own trips, they were very excited too. <laughs> so now, which locations did you guys choose for your ceremony and your reception, and what made you choose those? So we had our ceremony in the wedding pavilion as we fell in love with it as soon as we saw it back in May. Just that window with the castle view was just amazing then as I said we got engaged while we were watching wishes so we knew we wanted to watch wishes on the evening of our wedding so we looked at the Grand Floridian and then we decided on the Whitehall room for the pre-reception and the patio for the reception so we thought it would be kind of cool to sit outside as we don't get to do it much here in the UK so we sat outside on the patio with the monorail going over and it was just perfect Disney wedding. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, in October, the weather is so nice. That's a good time for it. Yeah, it wasn't. Our planner did say at the beginning it was too hot to sit outside, but we didn't really suffer on the day. We had good weather. Yeah, because that's true, because it, Florida weather can vary. You know, sometimes the winter is very mild and sometimes it's actually cold there. So, <laughs> But no, the weather was good. We were lucky. That's great. Now, did you add any Disney touches to your wedding or have a theme? Or was it pretty much like, we're getting married in Disney, that's the biggest touch of all? 
we did have quite a few Disney touches. So I had hidden Mickey hair swirls, uh, hidden Mickey on my nails, on my bouquet, on the sole of my shoe, on the Mickey I Do stickers. I also wore a Mickey ring. Um, my dad designed us a wedding logo, which was a Mickey head shape with fireworks to represent wishes. And then we used that on all of our wedding stationery and our royal runner too. So lots of Disney. Disney couple table names, Disney music. And of course, the mad has a cake with the Disney toppers. <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. Oh, best of all, we had Mickey, Minnie and Stitch come to our reception as well. So that was a big Disney touch. Oh, that's great. Was that a surprise for your guests? At the planning session, we just decided to have Stitch, and then I actually added on Mickey and Minnie as a surprise for Scott as well as our guests. So that was really fun. Oh, neat. I hope your photographer got a picture of his reaction. (laughs) Yes, I did tell. We used Randy Chapman, so I had told him before. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) That's very cool. Now, when you were planning, what were your most and least important aspects where you focused your time and your budget or you saved money and saved time? The most important to us was photography and videography, just because we were coming over from the UK, not everybody could come with us. So grandparents, we needed a video to share our day with them when we got home. And least important, this is a hard one, because we, we spent a lot of time trying to make sure that our guests understood why we loved Disney. So we had a, lots of little touches, and we're happy to say they did all get it. But we did try to save money on the floral. So we used silk floral for our bridesmaids, parents and the groomsmen. Um, We had a UK reception when we got back. So then they were able to use that again. And Scott and I are doing a trash the dress session in April. So we'll be able to use our silk floral for that too. Oh, that's great. That's a really good idea to, you know, multi-purpose. Yes. (laughs) And how did you find planning? Because I know a lot of times I see new brides who come on like message boards from the UK and they're like how am I going to plan this thing from so far away do you have any tips for them like what did you find when you were doing your planning from abroad so I read loads of planning journals and learned so much from there just um, little things that you can add on that I probably wouldn't have thought of without the other people's plans so we added like tears of joy packets and we drunk around the world and made t-shirts for like a, a joint bachelor and bachelorette party a couple of days before And also Pinterest is a great source now, I think. Okay, cool. So do a lot of online research. Now, when you were communicating with your planner, I mean, most of it's done by email, right? So you never really felt like, "Uh, I'm not getting my point across or I wish I were there. Oh, no, we had no problems at all with our planner and her assistant. They were really quick to get back to our emails. That's great. Okay. So anyone else planning from abroad in the UK or Australia or anywhere, um, I don't think should worry about it because, you know, a lot of us in the US are also planning from quite a distance and Disney yeah. seems very good at handling that. They were very good. Just obviously bear in mind the time difference, I would say. Right. But yeah, I think we we were lucky enough to come over for a planning session, but I think it could have been done over the phone too with no problem. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so when the wedding came around and all of your planning had paid off, what was your favorite memory of the whole day? I think my favorite memory of the day was after our ceremony and group photos at the wedding pavilion, Scott and I rode the Rolls Royce that we had over to the Polynesian beach with Randy just for some sunset photos on the beach. So that was a really special place for us to go as it's where we got engaged. And just to spend some time together as well was really good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, sometimes you can get so caught up in the celebration and seeing your friends and family that you don't get that moment of togetherness on your own wedding. So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was really good. And also we got to ride the Rolls Royce just a little bit further because it also brought us back to our reception. <laughs> and Randy joined us in the Rolls Royce and he said it was his first time being in there. So that was cool. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? And how did that get resolved? The only thing that we could think of that went wrong is we used a sand ceremony frame kit in the ceremony. And I realized when our mums started to pour in their sand, we did mums laying our foundations first, that the setup was wrong and the stopper hadn't been removed. So we were actually pouring the sand on top, which was the space for the photo. But we just carried on. We didn't interrupt it. And then we just, we took the sand out when we got back to the room and we've done it again since being back in the UK. So it, it meant that we didn't have to worry about traveling back on the flight without messing it up. But everything else was perfect. That was just a minor blip. Yeah, really. That's great. If that's the only thing that went wrong, you did really well. Yeah, we can't think of anything else. <laughs> that's cool. Um, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand that maybe you were stressing out about, but then it turned out not to be? Scott was really worried about his speech for a long time, but he was fine on the day. And I didn't really worry much at all. I knew that we were in good hands. I'd read so many trip reports about Disney and how they just knew what to do on the day. I think I was more worried about our guests not getting Disney and kind of what we love about the place, but we didn't need to worry. They got it on day one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We had a lot of people um, saying bad things about a Disney wedding, but I think everybody just needs to ignore it. On the day, they were all proved wrong, and everybody said how amazing it was. Oh, that's good. Now, you added some other things to your wedding. You On the day, you had the ceremony and the reception, but then you also did a like a photo cruise. How would you describe that? We couldn't really think of anything to have for a wedding gift. So we asked people back home for money, and then we decided to book a honeymoon shoot with Regina. And we were also able to add on a wishes cruise on the Grand One yacht. So that was pretty amazing. And so you did that later during your honeymoon. Did you wear your wedding attire or? No, I was going to wear my wedding dress, but I decided against it on the day just because it's not very comfortable. <laughs> so I actually wore just a, it was still an ivory dress, but not a wedding dress. And how did that work? Did you eat on the boat or did you mostly just take it out and take photos during the fireworks? Yep. So we just took it out. Um, our captain was really good. He gave us a, a tour around Bay Lake and told us all about the resort and then we stopped uh, to watch the water pageant too. So we got some great photos with that. And then we parked up um, ready for wishes just near the clock. <laughs> oh, that's perfect because that was, you know, that's sort of like your fireworks show. But <laughs> yeah, we love wishes. And that was just, I don't it was just amazing. So Regina was out taking photos of us. But towards the end, she did say, I'm going to give you, you guys some alone time. So we really got to enjoy it together. That was a really special moment. That's neat. Okay, so from the whole wedding, the honeymoon, it sounds like everything went really well. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? So the only thing that we can think of is, as everybody warned me, your day will go past so quickly. So we didn't get married until 5 o'clock, uh, 5 p.m. So possibly we would think of an earlier ceremony time just so that we have longer to enjoy the day. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I've, I haven't thought about that before. But yeah, then you, you get to spend the whole day in your wedding dress and you yeah. kind of stretch it out. That's true. So it did work out well. We weren't rushing around in the morning. We had a lot of time to get ready. But since I saw Scott at five o'clock until we left the, the Grand Floridian, it seemed to go past really quickly. 
And I was going to ask this because I know that sometimes in the UK, you guys have really long wedding receptions. Did you extend the time or did you do a traditional one hour pre-reception, four hour, you know, traditional in the US kind of wedding reception? Yep, we did the traditional US way, so just the four hours. That's interesting. And did any of your guests say, hey, how come it's ending so soon? No, they did. I think everyone was so tired. We all crammed so much into our whole holiday. Ah. Yeah, when in the trip, because you came over for a couple of weeks, right? So where did you put? We were there for just under three weeks in total. So we had a week before the wedding. We then got married the following Tuesday. And then Scott and I went on the Disney cruise for the Bahamas for three nights. So it was kind of like a mini moon. And then we went back to Disney World for another five days before coming home. Wow, that's like a dream trip. <laughs> it was a dream trip. So I guess most of them came out for 10 days. Some traveled to like the Florida Keys before or to Vegas and then joined us. But we had people there with us for the whole time. <laughs> that's very cool. So would you recommend that to other UK brides and grooms to kind of put the wedding in the middle of a longer trip? It was good to have it in the middle because we could all get a bit of a base pack. <laughs> but the dining plan and eating so much was a bit of a worry for us trying to get into our dressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you have any other tips or advice for future brides and grooms? So I think, first of all, I would just say that you're in good hands. Disney know exactly what they're doing. Everybody knows exactly what to do on the day. And even if something does go wrong, I think they will work really quickly to fix it. As I said earlier, just read as many planning journals as you can. You'll get some great ideas from those. And don't worry that your guests won't get Disney because we didn't have one negative comment about the whole day. Ah, that's wonderful. (laughs) Well, great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today to share your story. I think you've offered a lot of great advice, especially for people who are planning from the UK to kind of ease their minds and give them tips so that they too can plan their dream weddings at Walt Disney World. So thanks so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>